the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. ...or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Uh, we're here talking about building up wealth here today, about what's happening in the world. As always, our show has been running now for, uh, as, you know, actually since uh, 2006, one of the Houston, Houston's longest-running financial radio shows, talking about how to build up wealth, understanding how to retire, how to retire successfully. And the first way you do it, of course, is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. That's our motto and our philosophy. Save aggressively and then conservatively invest the money. In these challenging times, you have to save more money than ever. I mean, we have inflation uh, out there running rampant. We're going to be discussing that in the show. We we have the... uh, out-of-control government spending. We have modern monetary theory, which means the government can print as much money as they want. And so more than ever, it's going to be tougher and tougher to sit there and, and manage your retirement. And so you've got to be on top of your game, and you've got to understand the world today, which is fundamentally different from the last 20, 25 years. The world has changed. It really has changed, and a couple of things have happened. Two, two things. One of them is is the... The, we have the the situation with the uh, with, with the Federal Reserve. They're flooding the system with money. Look, this started back in, in in actually back in 1987. The Fed flooded the system with money at Greenspan. It was actually the the plan of uh, of uh, Ben Bernanke, who was underneath him. And they, 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 you know, the economy, quite frankly, wasn't that bad. And, and, and the same thing happened back in 
It, it happened after 1999. Again, they flooded us with money. We didn't see any inflation. And then, then we had the 2008 financial collapse. They flooded the system with money, bailed out numerous Wall Street firms that were about to collapse. Uh, gave listeners of the Max Out Savings, look, we, we talked about investment firms were going to collapse, and we named names in, in, in their balance sheets. We spoke about it in 2007. Fed said, nothing to see here. We've got this under control. They said that the, the, the subprime market was contained. We said, no, it was not. A very controversial stuff. The stuff we were writing was as cutting edge as anybody on Wall Street at the time, more so than almost everybody on Wall Street, quite frankly. We detailed how the crash was going to happen with the failure of the investment banks, the run on the banks. We showed you the balance sheets. We, we, before that, we were talking about the crash of, this, of, the, of the housing market. And so it... So, so again, the Fed flooded the system with money and bailed out. So all the money that time stayed at the top. Uh, they, they, it stayed at the top of the uh, of the financial system in Wall Street banks and in hedge funds and and it, 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 it didn't really get down to the populace. And at the time, can be you know people forget in two thousand and nine, you know the housing market had completely collapsed. Nobody could build a house at all. And uh, it, was a, it was an absolute disaster. Uh, this time, the Fed did the same thing. They flooded the system's money. I, I just ran the numbers this morning. M2 up 31% since about March, February, March of last year. M2 up 31%. I'm going to repeat that. I mean, I just can't even believe I'm saying that over the air. And here we are. The Fed has poured all this money into the system. They started purchasing bonds, corporate bonds, which is flat out illegal. So they came up with a tactic where the Treasury buys the bonds or something. It, it was just uh, uh, basically, they, 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 I won't say they skirted the law, but they, you know, so they said so basically, so, so they bailed out corporate America and Wall Street again, but this time, Congress and the American people said, whoa, you're not getting away with this this time. So they, they went and gave out huge amounts of checks to everybody to try to even even the playing field a little bit, which, you know, look, at the time the economy was shut down, you got to do something. The difference with the, where the Fed made the mistake is if you're going to bail everybody out and you're going to bail out corporations, you don't take the interest rates back to where they were before. You make some of these corporations pay a little bit of a price for recklessly borrowing money. You don't bail them out like they always do. Now, it, in all fairness to the Federal Reserve, the Federal Reserve banks are owned by Wall Street banks. Okay, the Federal Reserve is owned by Wall Street banks. So that little Federal Reserve note, this is a a a, a, a bastardization of the national bank put together in nineteen in nineteen seventeen uh, on Jekyll Island uh, in the Carolinas, and and, and it, it, it and since then our our, our money our our dollar has steadily depreciated. And so this time, here we are again, the Federal Reserve has flooded the system with money, the economy's booming, they've ignited an inflationary boom here. And, you know, I was just looking at something uh, earlier today, uh, you know, the, the, the inflation, I mean, if you look at the inflation, we, we've talked endlessly about the inflation, but where was it? Uh, I came across something, a list of almost everything, let me see if I can pull this up here. Uh, I've got a huge stack of stuff here on, on my desk, and I did not pull this one thing up, but a, a list of, I'll get it later in the show, just about how many things just were, were short, and it's extraordinary just on a house how many pieces of, of things are short. It, 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 and so we have shortages right now. We have shortages because there's not enough containers to move the 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 the, the, the 
the containers to, to all the products from, from Asia over here, particularly China and Korea too and other places. We have shortages because they can't, once the, the, the containers are, are offloaded, there's not enough uh, trucks to, to haul them to the port, uh, haul them to, to where they need to go. We have, we have shortages because we can't get the containers once they're in the port because the, the trains are all full and you can't get a container on the, on the train. We get shortages because there's, there's demand, there's huge demand, and we have shortages because a bunch of corporate America was sitting there listening to the Biden administration, how, how the coronavirus was going to destroy us all and didn't produce enough product rather than listening to the American people and looking at, at, at the southern United States, which was opening up and fundamentally changing everything. And so... So, so, so we have that. We have shortages because we're having to move. We, uh, we look. We talked about this in. I want to say Jan, maybe it was early February a year ago. People were, were like, "What is a coronavirus?" I'm not sure. It was, you know, what is this virus? We're not even sure. It wasn't even called. They even went with this virus over that. We said, "Look, what is going on in China? We have a supply chain issue in China." And at the time, we talked about in the United States today, everybody is on just in time uh, supply chains. So. What, what do they do? They, they come in, they, they, they have just enough product to make whatever, however many cars that day, and then they make the cars, and then overnight, uh, you know, they're running 24 hours a day, but overnight the trains come in, unload more, more engines or more transmission modules or more electric modules, dashboard modules into the thing, and those things magically appear on the assembly line the next morning, just in time. That's fantastic. A couple of things happen. If you're the C, the, you know, the CFOs of both companies run these companies now. They well, look, they don't want to borrow another dime unless they have to. Uh, so what they do is that they do things like payables. You know, if 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 you have to pay them something, they want their money within 30 days. Okay, if if it's if it's a uh, receivable or maybe if you owe them money, they're going to go, look, we'll pay you for these uh, these uh, dashboard modules, but you have to wait 90 days. But if, 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 you know, so what they're doing is, is if they're buying, uh, they want to be paid within 30 days is what I'm trying to say. So, so they, they do that. They the same thing with the with the with the inventory just in time. That way they, they that that way that reduce their working capital. They don't have to sit there and pay for so so they have someone else warehousing. They save on warehouse costs so they don't have to warehouse anything. So so they can have the smaller factory. So it saves money everywhere, but it is subject to to disruption very quickly. And so all of these things have added up to shortages everywhere. Poor planning. Uh, that we have Chinese factories that are shut down. We we if we end up war with the China, there's huge amounts of product that are going to immediately shut down in the United States because the only source is in China. And, and so all of these things have, have caused a massive snarl in our economy. And, and, and then we, on top of that, we're giving away free money. It's raining from the skies. 19, the, the, the Governor Abbott said 19% of the unemployment claims in Texas were fraudulent. Everybody's taking money from the government. They're giving money away like crazy. We have a 6% Six and a half percent growth rate right now, approximately. It's going to go higher than that. It's actually slowing some because no one can get anything done because there's such shortages out there. And yet, and, and Joe Biden comes up with another uh, multi-trillion dollar, six trillion dollar spending plan for next year. It's going to work out to be an enormous percentage of GDP, over 25 percent of the economy uh, right now. And, 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 and on top of a red hot economy, this is all going to be inflationary, and we're dealing with these issues. 
So, so the point I want to make to you is this is a fundamentally different world than it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But the money stayed at the top. The money is cascading into the economy. We had a globalization, and we're shipping all our factories overseas because it was so exciting if you're the chief executive of the company that you could just close the factory down here and outsource to China. Now, look, in fairness to the CEOs, they're there for about three or four years, and then they're gone. But the Chinese, of course, they think long-term. They're thinking 50 years. So the Chinese, yeah, yeah, we'll build this, for, this product for you. So the Chinese build the product. Then they build a factory right down the street for them to build an identical product. And by the way, this is a story I heard on DuPont from 20 years ago from one of our clients. I mean, this has been going on for a long time, the same type of thing. And so what we have is we have the situation where – Everything, where all our manufacturing was bled out. I mean, we talked about it in this show for, for over a decade now on this, discussing this issue. Nobody paid any attention. So here we are today. Our backs are against the wall. The Chinese, you know, there, there's some Chinese, uh, high, pretty high-level guy, but, you know, goes, hey, we've defeated the, the Americans. We've taken all their factories. We released a bioweapon and, and have effectively defeated them. And, and, and uh, back in the show a year ago, we said, hey, look, you know, there's someone out there in India that said that this was possibly a man-made virus. And now, and then, and then all of a sudden, all of that got regulated by Facebook and Twitter to a conspiracy theory like the Russia hoax situation. And so we've waited a year to we're figuring out, whoa, this is the Chinese, and it pos- there's a very strong po- – there, there's a it, – it, it, most likely this was a gain-function designed virus, okay? There's almost no way – there's, quote, zero evidence, according to people who looked at this. This is a natural bat virus like they claimed, zero, okay? They're sure it came out of, a, out of a lab. They're sure it was weaponized. The guy at the time, they said it was like an HIV. Well, what, what, what it was like, the HIV, is they figured the trick points for HIV, and they, they modified how it attached to humans, and they modified it there. Uh, but So what they did is they created a virus they most likely released it on. And, and by the way, it's no accident. Where's the worst, worst problem in the world for the coronavirus right now? India, another enemy of China, and somehow magically they have the worst variant of the virus over there. I mean, it, it's the same thing. So the American people are finally waking up, but the problem is the world has changed. The world has changed for, for money management. The world has changed for retirement management. Gone are the days where we, where we could just buy the index fund. It rotates up. We got no inflation. The Fed flood, floods the world with money and takes interest rates to zero, and it's all good. And it, it's the perfect world for a centrally planned economy with the Federal Reserve, the central planner. The world has changed. Our, the, 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 we're deglobalizing. Uh, we, 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 we have come in, we, we have a virus that has altered the way the American people think. We we defeated the virus by by a miracle that that Donald Trump did Operation Warp Speed that we got these vaccines. That by the way, now if the Chinese come up with another virus or variant, we can defeat them as well. But if Donald Trump did that, but the world has changed. Inflation is here. We, we the prices of everything is going up. Uh, interest rates are too low. The economy is red hot. The the government has decided they can spend as much money as they they need to be. Joe Biden is putting in place huge, massive, I won't even say their safety net, but guaranteed income, guaranteed uh, health care, guaranteed everything. You don't have to work. Well, look, we saw this under Lyndon Johnson in the 60s. They fought the Vietnam War. We're fighting the war with China. We're having to redo our factories. We're having to move them back. We're having to, we're having to build up our military. You know, the game is on now. 
It, and, and we saw the inflation in the 70s, and here we are, guns and butter, same thing with the inflation, with a shocking $6 trillion budget deficit coming up. And we're going to discuss, not a $6 budget deficit, but a budget for next year on top of a red-hot economy. And what is this going to do with inflation? I'm going to tell you, and what's it going to do with retirement right after we get back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. You can, by the way, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 right here on the Max Out Savings Show. The, okay, I, I, we, we talked a little bit about inflation early. And how, look, things are changing. The world is, is, is fundamentally changing out there. And it, 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 it's, its inflation is coming back like the 70s. You know, we talked the, the disco music and stuff. I, that's what you can't keep spending money. Now, they think they can through this modern monetary theory. And one way you control taxes in that is you is you increase taxes on the wealthy. And that's that's their strategy. And that's why Joe Biden's putting these tax uh, programs in place to try to tax everybody into slowing this down. But 
But what we're looking, but but what they don't understand is is unlike over the last couple of years, they, they what they have is, is since in 2009 they did kind of the same thing, but there was no inflation. What's different now is 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 the fact that. The money is coming into the financial. In, for, uh, it's coming out of the financial system. The money is, is cascading down, raining down into the economy, and it's starting to flash. It's starting. The people are starting to, to buy things. They're starting to do things, but there's starting to be a, a an inflationary component to this, where people are starting to go, "My God, I'm getting nothing on my money." Now. One of the things the Fed and some of the big investment banks are going to say is, well, look, this inflation with these commodities is really just speculators coming in. It's not – that's what they want. They want you to keep believing that there's these ancillary things. It's these – it's speculators are just pushed up the price of everything. No, it's people that see what's happening and there's shortages. Now, let's look at, at percentage of home builders who purchase the material of the product is serious shortage or some shortage. Appliances, about 95%. Serious shortage, 57 Framing lumber, serious shortage, 93%. O- uh, uh, oriented strand board, that's about 90, over 90%. Plywood, over 90%. Windows, about 90%. Copper wiring, uh, copper wiring is about 75% shortages. Uh, it, it's probably in the 70s for plumbing fixtures, vinyl siding, uh, H, uh, the, uh, uh, air conditioning equipment, hardwood floors, cabinets are about 60, 62%, concrete block and brick, 50%, cement, cement, 40%, close to 40%, ready mix, thing, 40%. I mean, this is basically, th- these are shortages of everything they're dealing with. Now, some of it you could say, well, hey, it's coming over from China or India or wherever. No, this is, you know, this is everything. And, and again, there's just massive demand. And one of the things in the demand is people could buy a home with these low interest rates with 6% inflate with 3.5% inflation and borrow 3 You know, they're kind of getting free money because because the, the, the Fed has interest rates too cheap. And, and so, tell you what, you know, let's, let's take a look at the dollar. And this is, this is going to be kind of the – let me pull this up here. Let me just a second. Okay, it did not come up. Let me try this right here. Okay. If you look at the chart, it's really interesting. If you look at the chart of the dollar, the dollar has been it, it, it bottomed in 2011, and then it started coming up. It, it was about 80 cents on the dollar, and then it started going up in 2015. And that was when 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 it started going up is when is when commodity prices kind of collapsed, uh, the oil collapsed, and so the dollar went up. And and, and, and since then, uh, the the uh, the dollar stayed in this in a range between about ninety to a hundred. This is a rough number for for the last five years. And then the, the coronavirus happened back in, in, in then it, and then in March. Uh, what happened is is the dollar surged up. They go look, oh my God, this this virus is serious around the world. This is a pandemic. People panicked, and what did they do? I'm going to buy the U.S. dollar. I know the Americans will always come out ahead in everything they do. I'm going to buy the dollar. So they rushed in and buy the dollar. The dollar spiked up to a record high of about 104 and some change. Close to, I think it just broke out just a little. And then, then what happened? Uh, uh, the 
Federal Reserve Secretary came in, who I forgot his name. I'm getting as bad as Obama, as Biden now. Uh, he came in, Jerome Powell. He came in, and what did he do? He said, "Look, we're going to whatever it takes. We're going to flood the system with money. We're going to buy treasuries. Not only buying treasuries, we're going to buy, we're going to buy uh, corporate bonds, which is something they'd never done." And people went, "Oh my God, these people are going crazy. Get me out of the dollar." And the dollar immediately started going down. And, and, and the more money we spent, the more the dollar went down. And since the dollar is back down to the low, right around ninety, about to break down. It, it, and so what this is telling us is the rest of the world is doubting this. They, 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 we're spending more as percentage of GDP than any other country in the world on this. Now, look, should we have done that for, for, for the Operation Warp Speed? Absolutely. But we're reaching the point where we're just throwing money at everybody out there, and we're not even pulling back. So we're not even going, look, hey, the economy is pretty good. We've recovered better than almost any country in the world. The South has reopened. We don't need as big a budget deficit budget next year because the economy is starting to take off, and so we don't need to do as much spending. No, we're just ramping up the spending, and that dollar is getting close to the lows again uh, of the thing. And, and, and this is the key. Uh, it, it, it's getting right down. It, it last couple of days, it, it, it's broken down right near the low at, at the beginning of the year. It, and so what you're going to see is why this is important is the Fed is saying they're not going to do anything with inflation. Oh, yeah, look, this is transitory. Okay. As we said on the show, they are correct. All inflation is transitory. But the key is, is how long is it going to be and at, at what level? So to give you an example, the inflation back in the 70s was transitory. It went down, it ended in the 80s, and it's gone down. <clears throat> so in fairness, why did the Fed shouldn't have done anything? They should have just let the, the inflation go on because it's transitory. And this is, so, so the problem is that's not what they're watching. They're watching the dollar. If the dollar starts plunging down, that's when they're going to start raising interest rates, and they're going to have to start raising interest rates in here somewhere. Most likely next month, which is coming up here next week, once we start getting some more of these inflation numbers. Over the next couple months, they're going to get worse, and it's going to put more pressure on them to do something about the interest rates. It's completely absurd that interest rates right now on the 10-year uh, let me see here. Are, they're in about the 160 right now. I mean, it's just, look, with this type of inflation we're seeing, there should be more pushback. And they haven't really gone anywhere, but right now they're 1.58. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It, it, with, with the amount of housing going on out there, with the housing surge, with the inflation surge, it's it, it, in, in Fed funds at zero. It's a huge mistake of what they're doing. And this is going to pressure put further pressure on interest rates, put further pressure on, 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 the, on, on, on the dollar. It, and and, and as, that, as the dollar goes up, it's going to put pressure on the stock market. So it's going to be the 70s type of stock market. That's one of the keys. So, now, if you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. We'd like to get your questions answered. So anyway, so that so I, I do think so I continue to think that that uh, that that what you in this type of environment you want to more, more the industrial stocks now so a lot of stocks are going to be under pressure it's 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 looking here we, we just talked about the things that the, the the in a home the things that are going up so if you take if you take the lumber the uh, OST which is oriented strand board which is like plywood or plywood. 
if you take the copper wiring, if you take the plumbing fixtures, uh, the hardwood floors, the, those things, cement, those are kind of basic stuff. Those, you know, it's, it's the copper, it's the lumber, it, it, it's the cement, it, 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 it's the cement. It's the those things, the, the, those commodity things are going up. Those are the base that everybody else is making things with. So the appliance makers are using copper, they're using uh, a steel, they're using paint, they're using plastics. All of the bases underneath those are going up and pressuring them as well. So it's going to squeeze their margins. Now, right now, they're able to charge whatever they want because there's because because they can get away with it. But 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 you're starting to see people start to drop off, and as they drop off, the, 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 they're going to have to cut the price of the sub-zero. Uh, refrigerator from I don't know ten thousand. I, I have no idea what it is. Uh, you know, to, from, uh, it, it, maybe they took it up to fifteen thousand. People are going, look, I just can't afford this, and then they have to start cutting it back. But then the price of the stuff underneath it is going up. It starts squeezing their margins, and all of this stuff on that big list of stuff I read about. What, what they all have to be shipped somewhere, and shipping costs are going up. So all of this stuff is going to squeeze margins, and so the margin squeeze. As we've talked about on the show, companies are moving away from computerizing everything and just in time and internet and, and, and I have to be on the cloud and everything else. So, hey, I got to put a factory in. I, I, I've got to sit there and somehow put a warehouse in. I mean, so the money is going to start going there. And, and so it's going to pressure the tech sector. It's going to, some of the more complicated things to build or more uh, commodity intensive products. Where they're made, that's going to pressure the margins, and that's what happened in the seventies. I mean, people got squeezed on the margins. Oil went from you know ten dollars a barrel to fifty, which was a or five dollars. It was just and it, it, it worked its way through the whole system. That's what's happening here. So I want you to understand this inflation is for real. Is it transitory? Yeah, it's probably going to last a year. You know, probably uh, if you figure it's been running from from probably August of last year. I think it's probably going to last two. Uh, a year and a half to two and a half years, but it's going to be very damaging. And that's going to be damaging to your retirement. And that's the key here. Now, the other thing is, is again, now's not the time to go into the bonds yet. Because remember, during the inflation in the 70s, it, interest rates shot up and the, there was big losses in bonds. Well, people could go, well, who, you know, I, you know, what do I do now? Well, I can go get five or six or seven or eight or 10% on bonds. I'll just do that. I know inflation's running a lot, but I'm at least sort of keeping up. But when, when you've got uh, Fed funds at zero, when you've got some, a lot of bonds at, at, at 3%, you know, or so for six, seven, eight years, you know, you're not, you're losing money all over the place. And that gets real difficult. And so I think there is going to be a, a, a an opportunity in the future. Now is not the time to move out of the curve. The, the, the dollar is going to pressure is going to pressure the, the Fed, and the Fed is going to have to react. They're going to have to take rates up, and there's going to be this inflation thing. People are, keep thinking that hey, it's transitory. Understand, almost nobody managing money, or I would say eighty percent of the people man have never dealt with inflation. They don't understand it. And this is what will, so this creates opportunity and you want to take advantage of those opportunities. If you look at precious metals, if you look at the base materials, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the energy set, these are all things that own things in the ground that they bring up and they're more valuable every day. And that's positive. Or someone that has a new mine coming up that, that not that they, they're going to build in five years, but a new mine that's maybe coming up next year. That's what you want because they probably paid for all the materials in the mine ahead of time. Because now 
They're going to be building the mines and stuff. They're going to be looking at the prices of everything. And they're like, oh, my God, how did this stuff all go up? And so the guys that had the existing production, that's what that's going to be the key. That's what it was like in the 70s. High interest rates. It, it, was, it was a tougher place to make money, but there was ways to make money. And you've got to be smart about it. And I think that's what we're going to be. And you have to understand you have to plan for retirement with inflation because it can do huge damage to retirement over the long term. Because remember, when you retire – you're looking at you. You've got you probably got twenty, twenty five, thirty years. You're going to live past retirement. I mean, that's a long time. And, and this is why we say plan for retirement. This is why we say, hey, if you want to continue to work, go go ahead and work. I, you know, I I, I think some people uh, can just take things a little easier. Want, but but we find the people that working they tend to enjoy life a little bit more anyway. But we have had to counsel some people. They're like. One of, I tell you one of the things we've done is we've counseled some people like, look, I want to retire or I don't want to retire. My wife would like to retire. We're not sure what to do. You know, the answer is, well, how many weeks of vacation? Like we get four or five weeks. Well, how many are you taking? Well, we take one. I'm like, no, take four or five. Start slowing down some, taking more vacation and relax, and that lets you work a little bit longer and you kind of achieve what both want. So, so the ways to do things, but understand the world has changed. So other things I just wanted to touch base on. Uh, 529 plans. It was an interesting story I came across that 529 plans are a great estate planning tool going forward. And you know, 529 plan is, is basically a, a, a savings plan for, for, for college. But you can, you can change the beneficiary of 529 plans. So if you have a 529 plan and one of the kids decides not to go to school or gets a full boat scholarship, then you can take reallocate the money over or part of the money over to the other child so you can try to get get the people through school. And, and if you're planning on doing something like you have to make it clear to everybody involved that these are all the family retirement, the, the family education accounts. And so they're not exactly your money to retire, you know, to, it's not, but so we might have to reallocate it, but we want to make sure we want to get all the kids through college. And so when you explain that to them, but the interesting thing is, you can fund uh, for very wealthy people. They can put away up to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in a in a retirement plan, uh, in in a five twenty nine plan. Which you say, how can you do that? Well, you, you're allowed to put up to five years uh, in a single contribution without gift taxes. Remember, you can give gift taxes of fifteen thousand dollars per person to your kids, uh, tax free. But you can do you, you can put one hundred fifty thousand dollars in in a uh, in a, a five twenty nine plan for the kids education uh, for the future and and, and so uh, you know it, that this is this is one good way and then you 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 move the money out of your estate it, it into 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 the beneficiary's estate in the future but but th- this is a good way to do it it grows tax free and you don't have to take the money out until you. Uh, but once you take it out, there's no taxes if you're paying for college expenses. Now, if if you just take the money out, you you have to pay t- taxes plus a 10% penalty. But here's the thing: they've expanded it to some extent. This can be used to pay off student loans. It can also be used to uh, to fund uh, 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 pre uh, primary primary school education. You know, uh, also high school education. So 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 for private schools and stuff, this can also be used. So it this is a good. A state planning tool. You can open a 529 for you know for some of your kids a big 529 plan for them with the idea that this will pay for your for your grandkids' edu- uh, things and they can allocate it to the grandkids. 
in the future if need be. But so, but get with an estate planner on that. But but a five twenty nine plan is, is with, with with the way the tax situation is going now, particularly for wealthy people, is become is going to become a bigger and bigger deal. And remember, you can put away up to five years of 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 uh, gift taxes at one time into a into a five twenty nine plan. Something to think about uh, on that. That that's the five twenty nine plan, which is the college education savings plan. It grows tax free until you take the money out and then you spend the money at University of Texas or or up at Texas A and M. And you know you just write them the check and, and and all the capital gains in there are tax free. Something to think about. Tell you what, coming up here on a on a quick break. If you haven't given us a call, uh, happy to answer any of your questions. Seven one three 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 nine ten seventy right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Talking savings investments in your retirement. Uh, I think we have a call from Ram, uh, from Randy to 713-339-1070. Hey, Randy, how are you doing? Good, Ted. How are you? Doing pretty well. Excellent. Uh, 
Ted, I'm always looking to buy stocks or bonds, and of course I'm looking at my screeners every day. And uh, of course I'm aware that the, the, the Fed's expanded the balance sheet; they're buying bonds like mad, and, and thinking about buying stocks and all kinds of stuff, illegal stuff. We're really not supposed to be doing. But when I look on my screener yeah. on the stocks, then uh, I'm, 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 I'm screening out using uh, criteria of uh, increases, percentage increases in sales for the last quarter, year, three years, five years, uh, percent increases in cash flow and in in book value and things like that. And then uh, on the other end, I'm looking at uh, at low price per book, price per sale, price per cash flow and things like that. So I see some stocks I get 10 or 15 and they look pretty good. But when I go out there and look at the technical aspects on the charts, they're all at it 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 all time highs and it, I'm, I go back and I look at ten or fifteen or twenty years and they've never been that high so I'm not going to buy them so I say well I'll buy bonds so I go out there and I start looking at the bonds and I was thinking well with inflation you know uh, yields should rise and 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 uh, and prices should drop and obviously the ten years not doing that well other bonds aren't either I'm I'm still getting uh, yield to maturity for uh, for the 23, 24, 25, and 26s is of 1%, 2%, something like that, way below inflation. So I'm not crazy about buying those either. So then I say, well, just a couple of months ago, I said, I say, okay, GameStop had run up over 300. I said, I'm going to short that. So I called Fidelity and I said, uh, you got any shares? I can cover nope. my short. They don't have any. So I didn't want to naked short it, but I did watch it. So later on that day, Price dropped over a hundred dollars a share. The next day, over a hundred dollars a share, and twenty-five after that. And I would have, you know, covered my short. I would have made twenty-five thousand in a couple of days, but I couldn't do it. So my, one of my questions is: Do you know anybody that 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 might have had any shares to cover any shorts? And uh, and uh, what, what, what's the deal on the bond market? Why aren't prices falling? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, no, I think that you know that all the people were trying to to get the the, the short the uh, they couldn't get the get the GameStop stock because the, what was happening is everyone was calling in their stock to force the shorts and the shorts were scrambling trying to lock up stock and there just wasn't any out there and that and that's why it went up because they had to just cover their positions and, and, and so again they're like look you, you're you're going to have to cover you know we can't give you the stock the next couple of days and then they cover it and, and so yeah that. It's tough. I, you know, I, I just try to stay away from that stuff. It's interesting to watch. Although in, I did buy like a couple shares one time just because I couldn't resist. And uh, I think I bought a put. Yeah, but, you know, it was like uh, beyond that. No. But 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 the bonds, I mean, to your point, look, I think rates are going to go up some. And here's the problem the Fed has is, look, if I come out, if I'm the, if I'm Jerome Paz, I said, look, okay, that's it. I'm getting tough. Uh, r- rates are going to 1% on the Fed funds, and I'm going to let the, let the, uh, the, the 10-year go up. 50 basis points, you know, from 158 to, you know, 208. I mean, how much is it going to slow the economy down? I think it's going to panic Wall Street a little bit, but am I going to not buy my house? Am I not, am I going to, you know, not build my factory? And the answer is no. I mean, that's the, this rates are so low. I don't think they really understand. There's not a lot they can do because in the past, oh, oh, I'm getting tough. I'm taking rates from four to 6%, uh, which is, you know, you know, kind of the same type of percentage, and you're looking at, oh, wow, 6%. We've got to shut this thing down. That's not what's going to happen here. So to your point, and to the first part of the question is, is with what you're looking at with the growth of those, it's a lot of those material stocks. If this thing is longer than people think, then they're going to make a ton of money. 
and, 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 and so those we haven't seen a good commodity cycle in probably, you know, it, it's really been oh seven, uh, oh five, oh six. Uh, we we saw a little win uh, in mid 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 uh, decade this time, but I think this is a pretty serious win. And if if the dollar falls, that's going to be very bullish for all these these materials producers. So I think that if you look at those things, the, those are probably the, what's coming up in your screens, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Odds and ends. Some regional banks. Some gold. Uh, gold stocks. Also, I've seen some of those lately. Uh, they're cheap. Now, I think Newmont. I was looking the other day. It's like three percent yield. I'm like, well, hey, hello. But because people aren't believing this thing, and this is the, this is the thing. I mean, they're sort of positioning, but they're all they're all figuring that. You know, I just saw a, a, a story on Bloomberg. Let me see if I can pull up Bloomberg right now. Uh, uh, let's see here. They got a great story on there. How some of the people at Methodist are, are, are claiming that this the being forced to take the COVID shot is like the it violates the Nuremberg conventions on experimenting on people, which I do like. But uh, there's actually a story so in they want to die? where it, it, uh, I yeah, mean, I right now I've already had my two shots. I'm, I'm fully vaccinated, but quite frankly, if uh, if anybody did want to take the shot and they get sick and die, that's what do I care? Yeah, no, that, look, there's a, there's a couple thoughts. I, I just don't think they should have anyone force anybody to do anything. And that, that's just because I think there's right. enough, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, well, that's I mean, their decision. Well, I, I feel that way about right, all government stuff, the smoking or, or drinking or whatever. If you say, well, if you drink a lot, you're gonna, it's going to damage your liver. If you smoke a lot, you're going to get gone cancer. But if people, adults, want to do it, well, that's their business. I don't see it as any, any business of the government trying to stop people from doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but, but with this, with the economy right now, I mean, there's talk that that that. Oh yeah, I, it was lumber. Lumber gauge finally slips. A further sign the boom may be easing. And the boom is not easing. It's people are pulling back some, and it's slowing down a little bit. But there's still massive amounts of demand for housing out there. Keep in mind, most young people haven't bought a houses over the last ten years. They all want to buy houses, and they couldn't buy any houses last year. So th- this thing, Randy, I think is going to go on longer. The higher interest rates and, and the inflation scares it starts is going to spook a lot of the big growth stocks, and it could spook the market. People well, forget. The market did very poorly in the 1970s. Well, you know, one, one, one of the best cures for high prices is high prices. But uh, in terms of the Federal Reserve, it seems to me they're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. Uh, I mean, in 87, when I bought my house, my mortgage was a 7 and 5 eighths, And I don't remember what the 10-year was, but it was probably 5 or 6 or something like that. It doesn't matter. But, but what I'm saying is that uh, interest rates are a lot higher, historically speaking. But now, with the government... Borrowing so much money, if the Federal Reserve raises interest rates, I mean, we could end up paying two or three trillion dollars a year in interest. I, I don't think they can raise well, that, rates, that, and then even then, they're going to they're going to cause a taper tamper, and they're going to crash the markets, and they're just not going to do that. Well, I think they have a theory. I think part of their theory with with modern monetary theory is if we hurt the asset markets and that slows down the inflation, we can keep printing money. I, I think this is all going to manifest itself in a lower dollar. I think that's and I think you, what you want to do is you want to think how can I somehow get away from the dollar in some form or fashion, precious metals, energy, commodities, those things that they're, you know, you buy a house, you know, quite frankly, I mean, what, whatever it is with a uh, lending long to try to, to try to get away from the, the dollar is the problem. And, and so this is, this is what I say. The Fed is watching inflation, but they're really watching, in my opinion, is that dollar. 
And, and if that dollar breaks that 90, which it just did, it really starts breaking down. They're, they're from a couple of years back, there was a, there was some support around 87 or somewhere. If, they, if, they, if it goes under that, then they, they, they're going to have to raise the, the interest rate. So, just, yeah, I'd stay away from uh, bonds as well for now. Just sit yeah, tight. Well, the well, opportunity to come. You just got to be patient. Well, Federal Reserve's also got their dual mandate of, of low inflation, and but I think they're also looking, they think unemployment is too high. Oh, that, that, that. Now, that's ridiculous because they – look, these people aren't stupid. They know that no one can find workers, and it's all because of the unemployment. I, I, think, I think what they're doing, I think they're trying to hold their powder dry to support the, support the dollar. That's what well, I think they're after. I think it's the fools in the Get government down giving the out way. so many unemployment checks. That's what's, that's what's setting this big bias on the, uh, yeah. on the unemployment market. That, that's the problem. There, nobody wants to work because they're getting a free ride. Exactly. No, good Good questions, Randy. All right, good. Take care of yourselves. Thanks a lot. 713-339-1070. This is about the end of the show. Now, keep in mind, if you're listening to the Sunday repeat, we we don't take questions then, but we can take them now. so, you know, to Randy's points, I mean, this, I think, look, it's, it's hard to find ideas. You've got to kind of pick and choose, and you've got to try to figure where are things going to go in the future. And I, I think it's going to be more inflation. I think it's going to be pressure on the dollar. And, and I think that's going to be, and I think you have to kind of be patient. Uh, you don't want to lock up your money for, you know, seven, eight years at two or three percent and then have inflation explode on you. And so this is going to be the thing. But if the, as that inflation goes up, it's going to knock the markets down, which will create some opportunities. There's always opportunities, but you have to be patient. And that, that because you can make a lot of money. Jennifer, do we have a phone call? Okay. Uh, so anyway, but... Uh, a couple of the thoughts I wanted to touch base on. There were some stories on uh, a, a sudden wealth, and we're actually working on a report on this, but a couple of thoughts they had with it. And they were talking about people with crypto and stuff. Is And it's the same thing with an inheritance or, or something else or a big uh, real estate or whatever. If you, if you make... If, if you come into some sudden wealth, one of the key things is take your time with it and think things through. Don't make any huge decisions. Uh, you know, uh, kind of be able to, to digest the situation and, and really focus on the long-term goals of what you want to do. The wealthier you, the wealthier you are, the more money you have for safer time. The long, the longer you have to plan. You have to plan longer term. You can't just plan for the next six months. When you're starting out, when you're struggling, uh, you're saving money, you've got kids, and you know, you're just trying to balance the budget every month, it's hard to do a lot of long-term planning. You put away some savings for college, you put away your 10%, your 401k, and you know, maybe you get your company back. That, that'll get you there, but there's not a lot you can do. But when you get a larger sum of money, some hit with sudden wealth, you've got to think it through, plan longer term. The wealthy people, they plan 5, 10, 20 years into the future. And it's the same thing with you've got a, if you're wealthy with a big 401k, uh, IRA, it's the same thing. If, you have the, if whatever you have a big inheritance, you start thinking longer term. I mean, it, it, it you know, that's one of the more frustrating I, I, things I see is when people, you know, they get an inheritance, we, we, we help them manage it. And, you know, sometimes we'll break up an IRA or something and, and people start taking out all the money right away. And I'm like, you know, they don't really have a plan. Come up with a plan, take some time. And the other thing is it's hard for people to emotionally deal with a big chunk of money. If they've been used to in- investing, you know, hundred, two hundred thousand dollars or even fifty thousand dollars and all of a sudden they get handed a million dollars, that becomes very difficult. 
And you have to start thinking in a different way. And, and so by sitting back and planning, and remember, so if you get that sudden wealth, you want to plan longer term. You want to think longer term. That, that's what the wealthy people do. And it, it, there's a transition period. We're going to try to build up some more on that. And by the way, we're going to write some more stuff about this in the Max Out Savings Report. And if you're not on our free Max Out Savings Report list, go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for the free report. It's maxoutsavings.com. And if you need some help managing retirement or, uh, or your IRA rollover, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. We'll be happy to help you. We use a value investing approach to the stock and bond markets. Uh, we, we typically use TD Ameritrade to hold the assets, and then we manage it for them since we're a registered investment advisor. Uh, but I'll be happy to sit down with you. There's no charge and, and, and see, if, see how we can help you out. You just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment and We'll get with you, but at a minimum, sign up for the free newsletter. It's completely free. We don't call you. We don't bother you. We just send out the newsletter. We've got people. We've had big Wall Street strategists request our report in the past, and and so a lot of people find it of really good use. We try to take complex issues, make them very simple. Hey, I hope everyone has a great Memorial Day weekend. I know I'm looking forward to some time off, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. But until then, remember our modern philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth over the long term. On radio.com. This is AM 1070, The Answer. Is it possible?